0: Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode.
1: You know, what's not working for you? What's changed? What do you know? What do you get fired up about? And I, you know, follow your passions, a cliche. I like to tell people to follow their curiosity.
0: If you feel like your job is at a dead end and you're just stuck in that rut, this is really the episode you need to listen to. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Nick Murphy is joining Brandon and I on a conversation about how to build a lifestyle business, and you're probably thinking, what the heck? is a lifestyle business. Well, check out this show because Nick is going to share that with us. What distinguishes a lifestyle business from a different type of business where you, you go and ask them to do services or sell you a good? What is it that makes it a lifestyle business? And then on top of that, how do you get started? What are some of the things you need to have in place? What are, what's the mindset you need to have? All that good stuff. And then if you're the right person to start a lifestyle business. So, sit back and relax unless you're driving. In that case, keep your knuckles white and stay alert, because we cannot have you getting into a wreck while we're getting this information to you. So, here we go. All right, Brandon, put down your phone. You can Snapchat later. How are
2: you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to learn Snapchat. am no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you're just kidding. Because uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm not on Snapchat. Don't look for me there. <laughs> I've been told I'm too old for Snapchat, so awesome. I'll stay away from it. So we didn't get you on here, and
0: folks aren't listening because we wanted to hear you get called out about Snapchat or not (laughs) being on Snapchat. We're actually having a conversation with Nick J. Murphy, as I said in the introduction. And uh, fun fact, Nick, I I learned this morning as I was just doing some final, final research to prepare for our talk with each other. I was like, he did a stint in the NFL? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that officially makes you the first NFL veteran on the show. And it's not for lack of trying. We've tried to get other NFL players on. Well, here, in so. fairness,
2: Tom Brady wanted to come on and we were like, no. He did not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think you got a note from the lawyer that said stop, yeah, stop coming to his house. <laughs> his friends with Rob Lowe, you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick, if you don't know, Brandon's claim to fame is he got blocked on Twitter by um, Rob Lowe. Nice. so uh,
2: we're my on. greatest accomplishment in life.
0: <laughs> side mission of beyond the rut is to get him unblocked by Rob Lowe so you can have a conversation with him. So
1: that's hilarious. Uh, yeah.
0: So if you happen to know Rob, just put in a good word for him. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I, I always love to like kick off with a little icebreaker. And I think the question I love asking right now is uh, if you were on a deserted Island, Nick, and you could bring one item with you, what would that item be?
1: It would either be water or sunscreen. I mean, talk about survival, right? So, yeah, that's uh, a good which, point. Yeah. Which one is it? If there was water around, I would take sunscreen. If there wasn't, I need some water. I'm going to be not on the deserted island for very long. <laughs>
0: there,
1: there you go. go. <laughs> it's, the most, it's the most practical answer you've probably ever gotten, but that's, that's kind of my jam. It actually
0: is. <laughs> like We had people say they'd bring ice cream. or like, that so yeah, wouldn't last. That, that'll <laughs> last you like an hour. What are, What are you going to do after that? Somebody said they'd bring a cell phone. I'm like, if <laughs> you, you like
2: service. the island, I think sunscreen's a good answer because yeah, you bring a cell phone longer. tower
1: if you bring your cell phone because <laughs> you your go. phone's not going to do a lot of good. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, mine doesn't work here sometimes, so it's not going to work on a deserted
1: island. Touche. There we go. Uh,
2: and again, thank you for
0: joining us. And I'm just going to apologize now if we're too goofy. Uh, during the conversation, but, um, it, it's just who we are. I'm sorry. But, uh, Goofy's good. Awesome. Good. Uh, and so what connected us was, uh, there's a, a Facebook page out there called podcast movement. And every so often Jared Easley, who owns the page, just throws out a thread that says, Hey, podcasters, if you're looking for guests or if you're looking to be a guest, throw your info up here and connect with each other. And at some point I saw your response to somebody else. And I thought, you know what? I need Nick on the show. And it's because you help people start or build a lifestyle business. Um, Can you tell us what is a lifestyle business compared to other kinds of businesses?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. It's a term that I'm kind of running with and and one that I want to own. You hear about side hustles, you hear about entrepreneurship, you hear about hustle and grind and all these things. At the end of the day, for me, maybe it's a seasonal life I'm in, but having a business that you spend 70, 80 hours in, um, that you need to be beholden to a venture capital company or an angel investor and hire a team of employees and become a manager. Like none of that really sounds fun to me. Uh, so what I help people do is basically take what they know. And so it it tends to be a little more consultants, um, tacticians, people that, that do a lot of content delivery that are looking to essentially automate and maximize the knowledge that they already have in a way that doesn't enable them or require them rather to trade time for money. So a lifestyle business is there's a huge passive income component to it, um, but nothing is truly passive, as, as we entrepreneurs know. It's certainly not at the onset, but what a lifestyle business is, is basically one that allows you to build a business that fits into your life and how you want to live, not something that you know. a lot of entrepreneurs end up building themselves into a job, paying themselves into a role that they try to get away from, and they've just created the same thing, and now they're the boss, and they can't get out of it. So lifestyle business really is completely holistic. Um, there's no barriers between life and work work and family, it just all integrates and it needs to do that in order to be successful. But that's that's how I define a lifestyle business. Okay.
2: I like how you put it too on your website. It says, you know, playing stop doing all of that and start playing a game you can win. Like you were saying, if you built a business and now you're working eighty, ninety, a hundred hours a week to keep that thing going, you're never going to win that game. So How do you get people to understand that mindset of of playing something that can actually win and still make money and live the life they want?
1: I think we too often make a false choice between we have to find security from within a cubicle or risk it all to have freedom. Um, And I don't I don't believe that's true. I think we can have it all. And what I mean by play a game you can win is the corporate world is set up for shareholders uh, to win. And they do. And employees are left behind as soon as they can cut a corner or save a dollar. That's really not a game we can win. And entrepreneurship where you have to go out and raise capital and run like crazy for three, four years and hope that you hit it big with an acquisition. You know, some people win, they win big, but that's not that's a very difficult thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to put together. Uh, and it's just it's not easy. I think we're living in an opportune time for people that like technology, that that understand and, and really just open their eyes and think outside the box about ways they can get their message out and how they can monetize what they've learned and what their expertise is. So whether it's coaching, whether it's digital courses, whether it's a membership site, whether it's speaking, consulting, there's all kinds of different. In my podcast, uh, Building a Lifestyle Business has all kinds of different stories of solopreneurs that are in all types of businesses that started for all kinds of reasons, doing a bunch of different things. Uh, But the onus of it is really to build a business and have an income that allows them freedom, flexibility, uh, and allowing them to work on their passion at the same time.
2: That's what I love about your message is, is it's not a one-size-fits-all, go do this. It's adjust your entrepreneurial spirit to your lifestyle that you want to live. And and, and every one of them will be a li- at least a little different.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think whether it's the season of your life and, and even the same person, that's something that I really try to get people to understand. Even the same person, if you're about to have your first child or if your kids are about to leave home, like your priorities and what you're willing to do with your time, what you want to focus on is going to change. So it doesn't need to be different people in different businesses. It can be the same person transitioning to a new season in their life that suddenly isn't down to do what they thought success looked like five, 10 years ago. Now they look at it differently. And so what I help them do is kind of connect those dots and and either build something if they haven't started it yet, or for those first, you know, early stage solopreneurs, I call them in the first 24 to 36 months, how do you make sure that you're not one of the 50% of businesses that fail? So how do we how do we accelerate your growth? How do we make sure that you become profitable? How can you attract the right types of customers uh, on your terms and, and work your business the way that you set out to in the first place?
2: What do you think is the number one barrier somebody has to crossing that line and starting this journey towards a lifestyle business?
1: Mindset, just believing they can, you know, seeing seeing opportunities and and knowing that if they put in the work and they're, they have the right kind of knowledge uh, and support and community behind them, that they can actually achieve it. Most people just and me, you know, that's my number one objection uh, for people. It's like, well, you know, I, I see that this can work. I know it works for others, but it can't work for me because, you know, and they insert some excuse really when you net it out about why they're a little bit different or why they're not ready or why they can't afford it or why they don't understand technology. And at the end of the day, it's all BS. It has a lot to do with does this matter to you? Or are you willing to learn and put in the time? Uh, and if you are, then there's a, there's a proven path to actually make that work. You know, you're not going to become Mark Zuckerberg but if you make half a million dollars working 20 hours a week on your terms and can travel and spend time with the people you care about and, and be healthy and not be stressed out of your mind you know to me that's that's what success is if you make it doesn't matter the dollar amount but right. doing it that way and making sure that you can give yourself and your family the lifestyle you want while not trading time for money and being present and healthy and around and happy and fulfilled like that that is what i'm all about and that's what i try to help people create
2: so in the initial kind of conversation and meeting with you, your goal is really to determine what their goals are, not to sell them on a certain path, but where do you want to be?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what, you know, what's not working for you? What's changed? What do you know? What do you get fired up about? And I you know, follow your passions, a cliche. I like to tell people to follow their curiosity. So if you're curious about something, putting in the work, reading the article, attending a conference, networking, you're not working. You're literally trying to, to scratch that itch and understand a problem. And and how people are, are positioning it. So, you know, I was on a on a site the other day, just kind of looking at, at competition and seeing how people are are doing their lead magnets and attracting people. And one of them was a quiz. And I took the quiz. And it basically, you know, you take this five-question quiz around how, do, how to pick the business that's right for your skills. Cool. Like, interesting. And it just, it drops you in. For me, it was like, oh, your perfect business is dropshipping. Want to take the dropshipping course? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I want to drop ship on Amazon. That's boring. I want to actually you know, do something else. So there's not a one-size-fits-all. I think you said that really well early on. And it really is about what do you know? What's your value? What's your expertise? How do you want to live your life? How much do you need to make? What's your support system like? And then obviously there's a lot of tactical stuff about how to get that started and how to get out there and get out of the gate with a few quick wins to build that momentum that that really kind of opens up your eyes because the people that I've worked with they have that aha moment, like they make their first sale. It doesn't matter if it's $5 or $5,000. Suddenly that, that light bulb goes off and like you see the blinders come out and just come off and they they see the world with all this opportunity. Uh, And so that's, that's really for me. How do I get them from this won't work for me to first win? And then they have the aha and then it's support them along the way and make sure that they get that just in time learning that you need uh, when you're off and running.
2: That's such a great concept. What are you curious about, not what you're passionate about? Yeah. Because curiosity is something you're going to pursue, whether anybody pays you or not. You're going to do it on your time. So to figure out a way to get paid to chase your curiosity is kind of an automatic win right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, you hit it on the head. Like, I'm passionate about working out because I've been an athlete my whole life. So I went to the gym this morning, but no one's going to pay me to go do the stairs on a Saturday morning and do an ab workout. Like, yeah. I enjoy it. I'm passionate about it. But that's not something that I would want to do eight, nine, ten hours a day. And certainly not something that somebody's going to pay me for. So (laughs) curiosity is where I I try to go. And I I honestly haven't heard anybody else frame it that way. Uh, But I think it makes a lot of sense when people hear it for the first time.
0: In adult learning theory, I mean, a big part of us wanting to learn something new is that it's got to have relevance to us. And the number one way you have relevance is it goes back to curiosity. I've got this thing I want to solve. I don't know how to do it. So then I'm curious to learn more. I love that curiosity is so much more than I've got a problem to solve. It could be, you know, how do you crochet? I I don't know if anybody's
1: going to crochet, but anyway, (laughs) that's what popped in my head. How do you get blocked on Twitter by Rob Lowe? I don't know. Let me dig into that. Yeah. (laughs) Brand new ebook
2: is coming out. (laughs) And that's the thing about curiosity is it's like, if you're curious about it, you're going to put in more effort. Yeah. Whereas if, too many people, I, I would say, probably take the easier route. You learning drop shipment on Amazon is not that complicated. But like you said, you're not passionate about it. You're not curious about it. You don't want to have anything to do with it. But you could probably make more money quicker by learning that. And then you don't chase your curiosity. You're chasing the money.
1: Well, then that you know that works right now. Drop shipping on Amazon wasn't a thing ten years ago, and Amazon can make one change, one rule. <laughs> uh, you know, tax could come into play, and and suddenly people who have. You know, doubled down on learning to be a great dropshipper where you don't control the product, don't control the customers, don't control the logistics, and you don't control the platform. Right. What do you have when, <laughs> when it changes? And so that's, I mean, it's fine. If it's too good to be true, like dropshipping is, you know, <laughs> yeah. at some point, it will. that door will shut. And if you make money now, good for you. Um, but I wouldn't call that a business that can sustain, you know, for decades. Right.
2: And curiosity allows you to go through the the lean times too. if you're curious about something, then when you're not making either a lot of money or even good money at it, you're you're going to pursue it anyway. And so you will eventually be able to build that back up.
1: Yeah, certainly learning about it. Right. I mean, I'm curious. I love online marketing. I love digital marketing. I love anything that changes constantly that you can never There's not just one answer. There's multiple ways to do it. And so I I do what I do because I love entrepreneurs. I love how people attack businesses and build things their own way with their own unique point of view. And then, you know, my expertise is really, okay, how do you how do you position that in a way that your customers or ideal customers will actually care about? And then how do you drive enough customer acquisition success to keep you in business and, and give you those wins to keep you going, get you where you want to go?
2: And that constant change means you have to constantly change because doing what you do now was not the same five years ago, and it won't be the same five years from now.
1: No, it's fun because I get to learn. You know, I take, I practice what I preach. I have a membership site. I have courses, but I'm also parts, I'm I'm a part of a lot of other ones because the things that I need to know are changing constantly. And if I'm not investing in knowing what's working and engaging in those conversations and testing things on my own, how valuable can I be uh, when I'm telling people what to do? It's not, you know, this works for me. And, and you see a lot of, I hate the word coach. Honestly, I think it's really, it's played out and it's it's just so diluted. What worked for you in 1997 to build a business probably isn't going to work today. And you see a lot of things that are kind of vanilla like that. So I, I really enjoy it. You can tell I get curious and fired up about it because I just love learning about it and seeing what's working and and understanding the change um, and trying to anticipate what's coming and, and what's going to work and what might close its door. So you can decide what you want to invest your time in.
2: And I think some people start to see some success and they just try to go all in and they never change and grow. So they're still making that same product or service or whatever it was that is just no longer necessary. So they they get burned out because they don't see success anymore. I love how you said, you know, you you have to learn and grow.
1: Yeah. Borders, Circuit City, Blockbuster. I mean, <laughs> yeah, massive billion dollar companies went away in the span of a year because they didn't change and they didn't adapt and they weren't looking at what's coming and what's changing. And I think that's what I love about entrepreneurship is is you can do that and you can iterate quickly because you don't have tons of overhead or lots of teams or, you know, global brands to reposition, you can just move. And that's, I'm huge on people taking action. And that's, you know, if if people out there are listening going, you know, I'd be interested in that. That's, that's one of my big things is start moving in the direction you want to go. And you're not going to see how that path is going to unfold until you're actually on it. And so you'll be able to adapt and iterate. It won't go exactly the way you think at the onset. Uh, But if you don't start, you'll never see it. And (laughs) if you don't start, you can't actually get where you want to go. So you got to get going, whether you work with me, somebody else, go it alone. Um, If you really want something and you know it's important to your life, start moving towards it.
0: Now, I would guess that to have a lifestyle business, you have to have certain guardrails in place, things that you will always do, things you will never do. Uh, How important is that for you in having your own lifestyle business? And what are some examples that you've got?
1: It's really important for me. I mean, I've got five kids across two states that you know, go from 12 to three. And so you know, my guardrail is around when, can I, when do I need to protect my time to create? And, and when I'm doing what I do, it's a lot of content creation. It's a lot of you know, podcast guesting. It's a lot of putting out content, building new courses, learning stuff. It's a lot of very um, mentally exhausting work. You know, I can do it from my kitchen or from Starbucks or from wherever on an airplane but I need to be able to focus on it. And so I think guardrails for me are around protecting time to work because no one's going to make you do it. You know, Being present when I'm not working, protecting my time with, with my kids and my family and knowing that you know when my five-year-old wants me to read him a story at 7 p.m., that's exponentially more important than finishing the three pages of the article I'm reading. So I try to really align it. Work time is work time, family time is family time, but I have to be able to go back and forth between those two things seamlessly without getting frustrated, without getting distracted. Uh, and that's a challenge. It's a kind of adapted skill, I guess, but I'm certainly not perfect at it. I have my, my days where I struggle with yeah. it, but, um, to me, that's probably the biggest mental change and just shift and, and something that most people I work with, including myself need to work on and, and try to be better at.
2: Yeah. We're going to have your five-year-old on next <laughs> to kind of ask him how he thinks you're doing, you know, that, what, What would you say this lifestyle business, what kind of person would this be really good for? Or would you say that almost anybody could do this?
1: I think anybody can do it, that's for sure. But you really start to appreciate it and understand why this is different than like a Gary Vaynerchuk style, you know, hustle and grind, look up when you're 30 kind of mentality. I think it's really for people that are 30 to 45 that are kind of in those prime income years that might be successful on paper. Uh, but they're unfulfilled. You know, nobody would look at you and go, "Geez, so and so needs to figure it out." But you know, you're going into the office, or you're working this job, and you make a salary, but you're not, you're not free. You know, you're traveling too much. You're not present when you're at home. You're stressed out. Uh, you have a lot of skills and a lot of expertise to offer, uh, but you're really not free. You know, your company controls your life, or the the startup that you've built for yourself is even successful. Speakers, just to kind of go into that specific example or consultants, they built this business, but now they're traveling. They're facilitating content five nights a week. And so they're never home. They can't scale it. And they're not actually enjoying the fruits of a successful business. So those types of entrepreneurs that want to figure out how to take that life and pull back some time and balance are great fits, as well as people that are just tired of working for the man and feeling like they're stuck in an unfulfilling role that that are really accomplished and and have the work ethic to put in. and, And the reason, usually it's kids, family, um, or just health and stress that want to make them find a different path. And, uh, you know, I, I can teach them a proven way to do that and, and support them along their journey.
2: So how does somebody get started with you and hook up with you and kind of start this journey towards that?
1: There's a whole lot of stuff that's coming. I think the podcast is a really good, like free entry point, uh, building a lifestyle business podcast. It's wherever you listen to, sh- to podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to this, we're there. Uh, I also have a free Facebook group and I'm kind of all over social media. Um, there's a free course and some challenges that are coming down the pipe that I don't have ready quite just yet. But uh, I mean, heck, shoot me an email, shoot me a a tweet or DM me on Instagram, whatever. I'm, I'm a uh, real person and I respond to each and every, each and every one. So um, that's the easiest way. It's not, not any kind of rocket science. I don't have some crazy lead magnet or offer (laughs) five tips to talk to me. Like, no, just (laughs) shoot me an email. It's all good.
2: I think that's what's so appealing about your approach to this and kind of your concept is, you know, somebody is hearing this going, well, that might be good for them or them. But I think something in this story is resonating inside of you. The reason it's bothering you when he says things like you work in a cubicle or a corporate office or this this has always bothered you that somebody else manages your time it's bothering you because something inside you stirring to start this journey and reach out, have the conversation. Maybe uh 90% of what you're scared of, or you're worried about is just complete, you know, fantasy. It doesn't even exist.
1: Yeah. And for the successful person out there that, you know, has a business trip pop up and, and has that look from their spouse. Like really again, like uh, <laughs> you just that conversation, like if you're tired of having that, if you want to be present and be successful, like you don't have to trade time for money. You don't have to risk your livelihood or your family's security in order to build something like this. You just need to be around people that understand how to do it. They're supportive. Uh, they can kind of show you that path. And so that's that's my little entry point into this entrepreneurship market that's super, super crowded with a lot of, you got to work 80 hours for three years and then it'll be great. <laughs> like maybe maybe, maybe, maybe not.
2: Definitely are not trying to say that this is easy. It does take an enormous amount of effort and, and will and discipline and all of that. But your whole goal is to create something that we manage, not somebody else manages or dictate your life and schedule and all of that kind of thing.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into CapShow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash show. that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people get hung up on, on what it takes to be successful, and I have this conversation a lot, one-on-one, with people that are, well, I'm, you know, I'm making 150 at my job, and I just don't know how I'd ever replace that okay well let's let's break that down. That's what twelve thirteen thousand dollars a month gross you don't have any of your freedom you don't have any of your time and if you wanted to make two thirty if you want a hundred thousand dollar raise in your job, what would you need to do? Is it possible? How many years would it take? I can guarantee you we can replace your income and get you that raise in the span of twelve to eighteen months, typically depending on your business, where it might take you four or five six years of Hoping that it goes good for your company, and then you're being one decision or one board of directors vote away from like, oh, never mind. Not only do you not get that, we're just going to eliminate your role. So good luck to right. you.
2: Yeah.
1: So it's about control and freedom and reframing what success is and and what money is. So the elephant in the room is cash, right? How many? How much do you really need? What do you need to replace in order to feel like you can walk away if you haven't? And how do we create a consistent custom plan that allows you to do that and it allows you to feel safe, secure, and excited about it? Without just jumping ship and going from you know 150k to zero, because I did that, by the way, right. <laughs> I walked away from 185 cold turkey and said I'm going to figure it out. Right. And I don't recommend doing that because it was freaking stressful. <laughs> I did it, yeah, but damn, that was hard. So, so don't do that. From experience, I know how difficult that is, and I, I'm learning from my uh, my mistakes and my young silliness that uh, that's not the best way to do it. But right. I did figure it out.
0: <laughs> I also know from experience, spouses tend not to like that approach either. Yeah, exactly,
2: <laughs> <You> can <laughs> really make a money to no
0: money. Yeah.
2: Well, I think what's great yeah, about your approach, Nick, is you're going to go along beside them. You're not telling them, I'm going to send you a PDF ebook or whatever. You're going to sign up for this course and this is all going to happen. You walk alongside the people that you work with.
1: hundred percent. I mean, the course is from idea to open for business in 60 days. So we take two months to refine your idea. If you think you have one, make sure it's valid. Or help you create one if you don't have one yet and then after 60 days you know the second product i guess if you will is a membership site and it's 47 bucks a month and it's for early stage solopreneurs who are in business to learn all this different stuff so there's guest experts there's modules and many courses on everything from sales and marketing to mindset to systems to tools and automation to hiring freelancers all the things you need to be successful in a community of people that are in the same place you are and so I don't like saying hold your hand really, but at the same time, my whole brand, my whole purpose for being is not to give you a course and dump you into oblivion and say, good luck kid and kind of swat you on the behind. It's yeah. now we're in this together. Now you're a part of this group and we're all doing this. We're all growing and we'll all have failures and successes and, and best practices to share. And so it is, it's not just me either. It's a community of other people that are, are where you are. that are just as afraid that are nervous and, and have imposter syndrome and have all kinds of hope and excitement, you know, that's, that's the life. That's why you need the community and the support and the know-how all at the same time. I
2: love that concept of that is the life. We're not trying to get to a certain point. We're trying to live in community with each other and control our own time. Too many times we're like, well, once I make a hundred thousand dollars a year or a million dollars a year, then I'm done. That that's just where I'm going to live. But it's a process that lasts years and years of going through things together.
1: Yeah. And a lot of businesses that are, this is a stat that always shocks people. According to the BLS, only 20% of of small businesses actually fail in the first year. And my opinion is that hustle and grit, determination can get you through that first year. But 50% fail in the first five. And it's because people don't have three to five years to figure out how to sell, how yeah. to build a business that actually feeds their family, that is worth it. In my courses and in my products, we go from like this messy small business that is doing a little bit but not really stable yet through stability into growth into thriving and then ultimately automate that if you'd like to so that you can pull yourself out of the business day-to-day and either use it as an ATM and or flip it you know if you can pull yourself out of a business you can sell it to someone right you could you could just cash out and say I'm good and and go do something different kick back for a while you know the choice is yours and it's really about that choice and that freedom to to spend your time how you want and so you know, I get excited about it, clearly. <laughs>
2: that's good. And and it's that passion that really, you know, drives you, it gets you up in the morning and, and your curiosity of, can I get somebody out of a central prison? And that's kind of where Beyond the Rut came from, is we wanted to get people out of that, that rut of security, but it's not really security. It's more, you know, prison because you can't get out of it yourself. You need to, you know, climb out of that rut and take a different path. And and that's really what you're doing on a daily basis is seeing people free to sell or stay or, or just, you know, do whatever it is they want to do. And you get to help them with the keys to that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, shameless plug for anybody who's in that position that you just described. My book on box really talks through that. It's a three-step guide to building a career on your terms. And it starts with putting your corporate career to work for you. Like if you're in a job, how can you think about the way? that you're looking at it in a way that sets you up to succeed. And then it goes through creating a side hustle and diversification with income. And then ultimately, you know, I believe entrepreneurship is if you're that kind of person, it's certainly not for everybody. But if you have that drive, if you listen to this show, if anything I'm saying is, is getting your attention, then you do have what it takes. So that book will really quickly and, and for 15 bucks, it's a pretty easy way to Learn what you need to learn.
2: Absolutely, and there's too many people I know right now listening that are like, "Well, I can't quit my job," and that's not at all what Nick's saying. Nick's saying, "Spend your time going building your path before you leave your job." Nobody's saying quit tomorrow. Just build some kind of safety net so you can you choose stay in your corporate job or go off in a different direction.
1: Yeah, and use that income. I mean, I was in sales. I I did almost 200k a year, and and there were a lot of people in that kind of world where. You get a bonus check and you take a vacation for two weeks to Tahiti or you buy a new watch or you buy a new sports car. Pay off your debt. Bring your cost of living down. Give yourself runway yeah. to actually figure out how to build a business that matters. And then keep that income when, you're, when your bills and cost of living are lower and invest some of it that you were paying on a credit card to invest in this business and grow it in a way that makes sense and and figure out through like math and data and how you're feeling about it with supportive people when the time is right, if the time is right, to to jump ship and walk away. You know, I wish I had done that. I wish I had had someone tell me to do that and help yeah. me do it and show me how. And I really want to be that person so that people can find success faster than I did without half the stress and financial freak outs that I had early on.
2: Yeah. Skip a little bit of the pain by using somebody else's experience with that.
1: Yeah, I made all the mistakes. Don't do it. <laughs> just just I'll help you. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to find you, uh, maybe online or what's your home address and maybe social security number?
1: Yeah, there you go. You can, you can send me a smoke signal or uh, just go to nickmurphy.io. Uh, check out the Building a Lifestyle Business podcast uh, or hit me on the website. And you guys for those links in the show notes, that makes it easy.
2: Cool. Yeah. Go check out the show notes and we'll have all of it there for you to
0: look at. If you like everything you heard in this episode, definitely go check out the show notes at beyondtherutcom one eight four. There we're going to have Nick's website, his Instagram account, his email address, a link directly to the course he talked about and his book unboxed. We're so glad you joined us this week. And the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. Now we look forward to joining you next week as you go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever as a Cap and myself.